It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. 49ers 31-13 over the Seahawks. All I'm going to say is when the Niners are fully healthy and they have all their guys on offense, if they somehow can get to the one seed, which, yes, Philly is a two-game lead on them, but they play each other next week. The Eagles have this brutal schedule that we've talked about for the last month plus on the way. If the Niners can find a way to get to the one seed, I have a very hard time seeing anyone beat the, beating them in the playoffs in their building if they stay healthy. We're really, for Philly, it's handling your business and keeping that one seed because I don't think anyone's beating San Francisco in Santa Clara this year. It would have to come on the road. So that game next week is of utmost importance, more to Philly than San Francisco. But boy, the Niners looked impressive last night again. They really do. And all facets of the game. I mean, everybody is playing at the top of their game, offense, defense. So I agree with you. I think the Niners is one of the best teams in the league right now. Yeah, I would, again, if if you're if you're going just straight rankings right now and however way you want to do it, more so in a traditional power rating sense, more so than a, a betting power rating sense, just my eye test more than anything, it's them in Philadelphia. They're one and two. Uh, I know people have decided that the trying to say these Eagle, this Eagle team is kind of like last year's Minnesota team. No, they're way better than that. Uh, and honestly, right now, you can legitimate argument the Cowboys are three, but I'd like to see Dallas beat an elite team first before putting them in the category of Philadelphia and San Francisco. Seahawks, by the way, down to six and five. Their next three games at the Cowboys, at the Niners, and the Eagles. Good luck with that one if you're Seattle down to six and five. All right, to today's games we go. I do want to bring up yes, really quick. Yeah. What do you think about the Packers here? Three in a row now. I don't that game yesterday, I think it was more about them and how well they played as opposed to how bad the Lions played. You know, it's a it's a good question because you look at the NFC playoff standings and there's gonna have to be at least one bad team that gets in there. Not counting the NFC South champion, which we know is gonna be a bad team, whoever comes out of that. But it's going to come down to me, either Green Bay or Seattle. Who gets through these next few weeks a little bit better? There are the standings across the board in the NFC right now. Green Bay now within a game of Minnesota. Minnesota on Monday night, a a three-and-a-half-point favorite right now against the Bears. Uh, But the Packers right there. Also, don't sleep on the Rams. That's all I'm going to say. Don't sleep on the Rams, who found a way to beat Seattle last week, got the season sweep of them. Big tiebreaker implications, as we know, with having that season sweep. Uh, don't be surprised. I think one of those, either Green Bay or L.A., one of those two teams is going to end up getting into the postseason, and Seattle is going to be left out in the cold when this is all said and done. I That's com- the way I have it. I completely agree. I mean, this Seattle team, it's it's been rough for them this year. We knew we'd see a regression, but not like this. I mean, they have so many weapons on both sides of the ball, but they just are not finding ways to win games. Well, look, they're still 6-5. and five. If they find a way to get one of the next three, 7-7, seven and seven, with a very manageable final three games of the season, 10-7, and seven, probably enough to get you home in an NFC playoff berth. But, hey, you got to steal one of those one of those next three games. If not, best-case scenario, you're 9-8, and eight, and you may need some help in order to get in to the postseason. All right, to today's games. Let's go to the NFL first, and then we have a collection of college games. By the way, college hoops already underway today. A really good matchup at Walt Disney World, Texas A&M and Florida Atlantic. The Aggies closed four-point favorites over last year's NCAA tournament darlings of the FAU Owls. Tied it too early in that one. Good tournament. Uh, probably actually the best matchup in that tournament. Winner 
of that one will play the winner of Virginia Tech and Iowa State in the championship game uh, at the ESPN events, Invitational there at Walt Disney World. All right. NFL we go. There we go. See the graphics guys beat us to it. The Jets and the Dolphins. We are we we talked about this earlier in the week. Tim Boyle's gonna get hit get the start. His first start as a Jet, first start since three years ago with the Lions. It's up to nine and a half. Uh, and totals 40 and a half. Alex, I don't care that it's not Zach Wilson anymore. The Jets can't score. And you're going up against the team that we know their offense is great. They haven't been great against great teams. And look, the Jets by no, by no stretch are a great team. But if their defense plays at the level we have seen this year, they are a great defense. And this is one of those weird matchups for Miami. They're clearly the better team in this game. It's nine and a half points on the road, and I think that's right. But it is a test. It's going to be chilly in the Meadowlands. It's a team that we know plays much better at home than on the road. And it is playing a top-tier defense if the Jets' defense does play well today. It's a funky one for Miami, but I just don't think the Jets are good enough on offense to realistically warrant a bet unless if somehow this game gets north of 10 before kick, which I do not see happening. So my favorite bet on this, I went under 41 and a half. No problem with that. <laughs> five straight unders for the Jets. We know, you know, we knew exactly who they were. Great defense, terrible offense. You know, it was a recipe for unders. And I don't think we're going to see a big change like you mentioned with Tim Boyle. But I do think they may he may bring a little energy to this offense. And the Dolphins, I think teams are starting to figure them out a little bit. And as you mentioned, on the road averaging 22.2 points compared to their home 38.8 and in their last three games averages 21.7 we saw an average Raiders defense hold them to 20 at home so now they're on the road in New York love this under and I do not mind the points here with the Jets as well I think their defense can keep them in this game and I'm kind of excited to see what we to see offensively what we get from them I will say with Miami last week they kept kept shooting themselves in the foot they had three turnovers they had a, a a goal-to-go scenario where they got stopped, as, or excuse me, the fourth and one inside the 10 where they got stopped. Uh, that 20-13 to 13 game final last year, last week against the Raiders, I don't think that was indicative of what that game was. Miami did outgain the Raiders 422 to 296, and about 75 of those yards came on the final drive for the Raiders uh, before uh, Aiden O'Connell threw the interception. But I... I the under right now it's forty and a half. If you get forty one, if you get if you get that hook gets added back, I would take an under forty one. Jet games should not be totaled in the forties. I don't care who the opponent is on the other side. That offense is just so bad. And again, I know there are there are a contingency of Jet fans that think that Tim Boyle is gonna at least produce some sort of offense here today. I'm not buying that for a second. No. Just look at the guy's career stats. He had more interceptions and touchdowns in college, yeah. and he somehow made it to the NFL. He had three touchdowns and nine picks in his limited action so far in his NFL career. Um, only one of his starts in Detroit was within one score. It was against Atlanta. Shocking that that was the case. Uh, but I just don't see it, Alex. I, I, unless if the Jet defense is scoring today, which, hey, could happen. You never know. Tua could find the interception bug, and the Jets could return one, and all of a sudden, it's a whole different ball game, but I just don't see it today with the Jets. I, I think Miami wins this game. I think you get the twenty-four if you're the Dolphins, you're probably covering this big number. If it's anything less than twenty-four, you're probably in a little bit of danger today because 
I do think the Jets get the double digits. What a sad statement that is. I think they're getting the double digits in this one today. I wish I knew who said this so I could credit them, but I did see somebody give out Garrett Wilson over 52 and a half receiving yards. How do you feel about that? They, The whole um, preface was when Tim Boyle played in Detroit, his main target was Armand Ra, St. Brown. They see him going to Garrett Wilson a lot in this game, kind of as a protection thing. Um, so I wanted to get your take and what you thought. You know, it's interesting because Jalen Ramsey's going to be on Garrett Wilson all day. And Jalen Ramsey is healthy. He had two interceptions a week ago against the Raiders, including that one, which was really a spectacular play in the end zone to end that game for good last week. Yeah, I mean, look, Garrett Wilson's on pace for a thousand yards with just abjectly awful quarterback play this year. 52 and a half. He is dealing with a bum elbow, so there is a little bit of a concern there. He only had one catch a week ago in Buffalo. Uh, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. If the Jets are going to be competitive in this game, that number's got to go over. Let's just go right. with that. If they're going to be in this game, that number's got to be over uh, for Garrett Wilson today. If you're looking for a Jet player prop guy, I would look the Brees Hall numbers. That would be the way Very that good. I would look at it uh, today. All right, we'll get back to that game later because Vinny Maliola will join us a little later in the show. Uh, let's get the Dolphins, or excuse me, the other Miami team. Forget the Dolphins. Let's get the Canes. Go to college football. Miami at Boston College. Canes are 10-point favorites at home. Uh, this is 115-116 on your rotation numbers at home if you're out here in Nevada. 49 to total. Canes laying 10, Alex. This is one of those almost famous ones for me. I just can't do it with Boston College. Since clinching the bowl game, which they did three weeks ago now, their last two outings have been really, really ugly. They were pummeled by Virginia Tech in, in Chestnut Hill two weeks ago, 48-22. And last week, they were listless on a Thursday night in Pitt. They lose to the 2-8 and eight Panther team coming in. And now they get Miami where, look, I can tell you this, I would definitely not lay the 10 with Miami because this is a weird spot for them. On the road, Black Friday, it's actually pretty nice for late November in Boston. It's 46 degrees, which is pretty good. But for those guys coming right. from South Florida, it might as well be 26 degrees. So, Alex, I just can't get there on this. If you made me play it, I would take all those points with Boston College. But I, I really have hated how they've looked the last two weeks. I completely agree with you. I think the number is just right. And, I mean, you're talking about Boston College and how bad they've looked. Miami's been struggling, too. I mean, they've lost three in a row. You can say their last two were very competitive. And Tyler Van Dyke, he did, he did look good last week. I said, I thought he looked, you know, he'd be humbled. He'd start this one. He rose to the occasion against Louisville, but they did fall short in that one. So I don't know what kind of effort we're going to get from Miami here in Boston college on a Friday here. So I agree with you. If I had to play it, I would probably take the points at Boston college, but my numbers are right there. So I passed. Yeah, and if, if this this might be a reasonable in-game one, if Boston College doesn't look terrible taking, honestly, any sort of points with Boston College, you know, ask me in 46 minutes. I may have that 10 in, in the uh, in the bed column here for, for me today. There is some 9.5 as well if you want the better number on Miami right now. All right, let's go to these two MAC games that are starting at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. We'll put them together. I didn't have anything on these games. Akron taking on Ohio, Ohio, 14 and a half here at the South Point. Uh, this has been moving the last few minutes as high as 16. 
at one spot here in town. The rest of the market is mostly 15 and a half on the Bobcats. Uh, and then Toledo already clinching the, the Mac West uh, on the road at Central Michigan today. 10-point favorites, the Rockets are. That just moved here behind us. Uh, 54 to total. That will move from 9.5 to 10. Uh, I I had nothing that popped in either of these games, Alex. So Central Michigan is playing for a bowl spot. Mm-hmm. I thought you might be intrigued by that, wanting the points. I actually went with the over on both of these games. I hope okay. I don't hate myself. So Ohio-Akron over 41.5. That's mostly against Akron because... They are one and six, giving up a lot of points. And Ohio, they put up a lot of points, even against the good teams, averaging 26 points a game, coming off a 34-point game against Central Michigan. But I do think Akron can score here, putting up 27. They put up 27 against a six and six Eastern Michigan team. So I don't think they're just going to roll over. I think they get us a couple touchdowns here to get over that 41 and a half. On the flip side, Toledo and Central Michigan. As I mentioned, Central Michigan, they are playing for a bowl spot, so they will be very motivated to take on this Toledo team. And Toledo's averaging 32 points a game against their conference opponents. So went two overs in the MAC games today. Toledo will take on Miami of Ohio next Saturday in Detroit. That matchup is already said, really, in all honesty, these matchups in these conference championship games next week, which, by the way, we will be here next Saturday morning previewing all of them uh, after late night at Allegiant Stadium for at least one of us on the desk and possibly midday at Allegiant Stadium next week on Saturday for you, Alex, uh, if UNLV can get it done tomorrow and be in the Mountain West title game. Um, We already know CUSA championship game is set next Friday. Uh, New Mexico State at Liberty, we already know that. Uh, Miami against Toledo, we already know that. Louisville, Florida State, already good there. And, of course, the big one, Georgia and Alabama, we already know in the SEC title game next week in Atlanta. With an Oregon win today, we're all set here in Vegas with Oregon and Washington, which it will be a heck of a game, again, if the Ducks get it done tonight against Oregon State, a game that we will get to a little bit later. All right. The okay. lowest total. Do you want to give one other thing? I was before? just going to ask if you had any um, feel for that. Miami Ohio Toledo game just yet, Oof. or if you, I know it's a week early. What would do? Do you have do you have your numbers by chance? Uh, if not, uh, we can get those a little bit later. But I, I Toledo's going to be favored. I made Toledo a four and a half point favorite. Total sitting at forty five and a half. Well, huh. On those numbers, I lay it. Okay, I lay it with Toledo. And you've liked Miami Ohio a lot. I, you know Miami of, Miami of Ohio going to go ten and two. I mean they're. They're going to win tomorrow in Muncie against Ball State. They're going to win that game. Ball State has had a rough year, and they have nothing to play for tomorrow. I Yeah, I would I would probably lay it with Toledo. Uh, honestly, these two teams met already this year in Oxford. Toledo found a, found a 21-3 lead into the break and was able to hold on for a four-point win in that one. I probably would lay it with Toledo. I just think they're the better football yeah. team uh, in that one. Uh, and that's next Saturday. It used to be Friday night. Now it's the early, now it's a noon east uh, kickoff on Saturday on Conference Championship Saturday. All right, the lowest total in documented college football history coming up next. Iowa and Nebraska. Iowa already into the Big Ten title game. Nebraska, you know, Alex, there's something about this Nebraska program over the last few years. When they finally get to that five-win plateau, it just, it is a legitimate plateau. Just stops right there. 
Since getting win number five on October the 28th, a little under a month ago against Purdue, three-point loss to Michigan State, three-point loss to Maryland, overtime loss to Wisconsin. They have been close. Yeah. They just can't get over the hump to win number six. Now walking in there is Iowa, who somehow, somehow, has a chance at win number 10 this year. A potential 10-win season for this team with absolutely no offense whatsoever. Just an incredible testament to what that defense has been this year, all year long. And here we are, Alex. The total now is 25 here behind us. It is as low as 24 and a half. By the way, one shop just actually just got bet up from 24 and a half to 25. And Nebraska is favored here. Now, when we did our Football Friday show on Wednesday this week, I asked Chris Andrews. He said his numbers came to Nebraska too, which I was a little bit surprised at. Uh, I understand Iowa's offense should have as close to a zero power rating as possible, but this just feels like a game to me. And I took Iowa on the money line at plus 125. This just feels like one of those games where, where Iowa's defense is going to turn Nebraska over and score, a, score or either score themselves or lead to an Iowa touchdown. And one touchdown with that low of a total might be good enough here today. I agree. I have no play on this. I really didn't know what to make of it. My, I made it a pick em. So okay. really that leans me towards Iowa. But people are betting this like they already know Nebraska is going to win. I know we have the sixth game in sight for them. So they are trying to get bowl eligible. And then I know that Iowa could possibly looking at, be looking ahead. They're going to play Ohio State or Michigan next week right for the big 10 so or a couple is it next week next week next week so i understand that too but i just i didn't feel comfortable betting nebraska against this iowa defense so i stayed away from it i don't mind your bet on iowa though yeah it is gonna be an ugly one i can tell you that again 25 25 in a in a football game just keep in mind here real quick just to, to go the just to show how absurd this is Toledo and Central Michigan's first half total is 28 today. And that's not an absurdly high total by any stretch. But it's 28. It just shows. By the way, first half total on this one, 13. Uh, 13 and a half in some spots as well. But boy, just what a <laughs> what a ridiculous football game. How low does it have to get for you to go over the total? How low does it have to? 24. 24. I, I would do 24. Okay. Uh, if it's because at that point you can get a, an, a, a, at least a push out at a 1410. Uh, last week did go over this number. It's a 1513 last week. Now it didn't go over the number they needed in that game because it ended up going 33 and a half. Right. Uh, but uh, I, I would say more than anything, if you can get 24, but it, it's not going to go 24 because this is getting bet over. It's now 25 basically across the board here on this one. Boy, just. Up to 25. How ridiculous of a statement is that? Up to 25 on Iowa and Nebraska. All right. Now, this has been the biggest mover in the morning. And when Vinny Maliula is in with us in about 10 minutes, we'll, we'll ask him on this. We're back to 10 on TCU and Oklahoma. Back to 10. We had basically been toggling between as low as 8 this morning. And now back to 10, which is what it was overnight and early this morning before people got to it. Dylan Gabriel is in uniform right now and was throwing pregame. Uh, that's from uh, Eli Letterman. 
there in Norman of a sellout crowd, which is a, a, a company that covers Oklahoma sports in the state. You know, now that we're at 10, now that we're at 10, I think I would, again, go back and take some more TCU. Well, I took some more earlier in the week at 10. You know, this is a Horned Frog team that needs the game in order to get to bowl eligibility. And for Oklahoma, we've seen two types of efforts this year, Alex. We've seen the efforts like last week, where even before Dave, Dylan Gabriel got hurt, they were struggling as a 25-and-a-half-point favorite against a BYU team that is awful right now. And quite frankly, they were lucky. If Getzlaff didn't get turnover happy in the second half, Oklahoma would have lost that game as a 25-and-a-half-point favorite. Or are we going to see the Oklahoma team that we saw two weeks ago, which we've seen a few times this year, where Dylan Gabriel's locked in, the defense is turning you over, and they just keep the foot on the gas pedal and run you out of the building. We've seen that. We've only seen that twice in conference play. They did it at Iowa State. They put 50 on them, and they put 59 on West Virginia two weeks ago. I think it's more so that it's a slow start. Both of the common denominators with that Iowa State game and the West Virginia game, they were late kicks. The earlier kicks, except for the Texas game, they have had slow, and they even had a slow start in that Texas game. Wouldn't shock me if we get a slow start today. I also don't mind first half on TCU, Alex. Oh, I like that. I didn't think about that. I also uh, did about a half a unit on TCU plus 10 early in the week with the Dylan Gabriel news of him being questionable. We'll see what happens there. But you're right. This TCU team, they need this game really bad. I mean, they started their season. It just, it went all sideways, right? They lost to Colorado first game of the season after being in the playoffs last year. And now they are playing for bowl eligibility this year after being in the playoffs last year. I think this is a big spot for them. Just five and six. Crazy to say that. So I think we're going to get the best effort we've seen so far from TCU. And I think they've gained some confidence. Big win over Baylor last week, 42-17. So use that moving forward here against Oklahoma. Been the biggest mover of the morning. Back to 10 now on that one with TCU and Oklahoma. 64 the total, the highest total of the games here on Friday in the college football landscape. Let's get the Mountain West game, the mediocre Mountain West game first. How about New Mexico last week? Yeah. On the road, late night, huge underdog gets the win outright in Fresno to eliminate Fresno from Mountain West title game uh, possibilities. Now they go back home to Albuquerque and they take on Utah State. Utah State's five and six. They need this game in order to get yeah. bowl eligible at six and six. Uh, you know, five point favorites right now, Aggies are on the road against the Lobos. This was as high as eight and a half. So this has been a one-way stream. A little bit of buyback of four and a half here at the South Point. But it's really been a one-way stream on the Lobos here in this one, Alex. And I'm on the other side. I laid the five with Utah State. I just think they are the better team. And, you know, five wins playing for their bowl spot. New Mexico, I think we might have a little bit of a letdown spot here after that big win over Fresno State last week. Neither defense is very good. Um, New Mexico giving up an average of 36.7 points a game and Utah State 33.7, so not far behind. So I think this may go back and forth, but ultimately I think the better team wins and I think Utah State can cover here. I have nothing on this one. Cross didn't even didn't even look at it from, from my perspective. Uh, I, I looked at New Mexico forever last week and just couldn't do it. And of course they went outright as... A three-and-a-half touchdown underdog. All right, let's go to the battle line rivalry next. Missouri 
on the road taking on Arkansas Tigers. Nine-point favorites in this one against the Hogs. 54 to total. So this has been Missouri action so far in this one. Open seven and a half. Actually got down to seven pretty quickly. Then slow little stream, little by little. Seven and a half, eight and a half. Now nine this morning with the Tigers. 54 to total on this one, Alex. Now, I'm not saying Mizzou won't cover this game, but we're now at the point where I can't lay this big of a number. In a game where Sam Pittman is... Hunter Juracek said earlier this week he's coming back to be the head coach next year of Arkansas, which surprised me a little bit. Uh, but I can't do anything at nine. Uh, there is some nine and a half out there as well. I wonder if we see 10 before this game kicks uh, at about one o'clock uh, Pacific time this afternoon. I agree with you, Jeff. And last week probably should have been the week where I stopped laying this big number. But I did adjust Missouri down a little bit, and I still have them as quite a a big difference. I have them as an 11 point mm-hmm. favorite here against Arkansas, but their defense isn't as good as their offense, right? And we've seen a mixture of performances from them really good against Tennessee, South Carolina, and then kind of questionable performances against Florida and then the first half against Kentucky. But this Arkansas offense is a mess. Um, their quarterback, KJ Jefferson, has been sacked 41 times. That's the third most again amongst all FBS schools. So it would be Missouri or pass for me, but I decided to pass on this one. Nine right now on the Tigers at nine and two. A win for Missouri today would be a 10-win season, their first since 2013. Or I should say 2014 would be the last time they've had a double-digit win season. And also it would mean a likely slot in a New Year's Six Bowl for the first time for the Tigers if they can get this done today against Arkansas. Ole Miss got to win number 10 a night ago in pretty unimpressive fashion last night against Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl, 17-7. The final was that one last night uh, in Starkville. All right, let's go to the other Mountain West game. Air Force and Boise State. Alex at seven. We, we, had, a, we had a pretty deeper, a pretty deep conversation on this game early, earlier before the show. Where the winner of this game is more than likely than not going to the Mountain West title game. Air Force was 8-0, and they have just totally fallen apart the last three weeks. The disaster against Army, losing by 20, turning it over six times. Following that up with, really, to me, a, a, a much worse loss against Hawaii at 27-13 in that game. Uh, and then the game against UNLV uh, uh, in that one, where they lose 31-27. UNLV had a shot, uh, or excuse me, Air Force had a shot to yeah. win that game, a big second quarter, but not enough. And now at eight and three on Air Force, Aaron got to have its spot. Got to win this game against Boise today, and they're a touchdown underdog in this one. Uh, I laid six and a half, not a whole lot. I'm trending lightly here because, I mean, I'm with you. It w- I was very tempted to take the points here with Air Force because this is such a meaningful game for both of these teams, but. I just think these teams are going in opposite directions. I mean, Boise has been playing much better as of late, and Air Force, like you said, their last three games have just been a disaster. Their bubble was burst against the Army, and they haven't been able to put it together again. Plus, I don't know if we're going to have their quarterback back just yet, Lerner. Lerner. Um, He was out for concussion last week, and so I think the Broncos, they're a much better team at home, so I think they can get this one done. 
Boise State last week, a 45-10 destruction of Utah State. You know, this has been one of the weirder years you can remember for Boise State football. They're 6-5. and five. They, fi- they fired Avalos three weeks ago. Yep. And here they are. Because the Mountain West has really blown up around them more than anything, where Fresno had all these opportunities to get there. They're four and three in conference. Wyoming got off to that great start. They're seven and zero at home. They're zero and four away from Laramie this year. They have the the most uh, the most aggressive home road splits of anyone in the entire country this year. It doesn't matter what conference. It's Wyoming Cowboys. Uh, and because of that, they're not going to, they can't go to the Mountain West title game anymore. Uh, San Jose State, obviously, if they beat UNLV, they'll play the winner of this game more likely than not in the, in yeah. the Mountain West title game. Uh, but here we are, the worst Boise team in a long time. And with a win tonight, they will probably go to the Mountain West title game. And more likely than not, will host the Mountain, or, or excuse me, with a UNLV loss, they would host the Mountain West <laughs> title game. Uh, so really just, Weird year there in there in Boise, uh, as they have a shot to host the Mountain West title game. More likely than not, they win this game. We'll get to the Rebel game tomorrow. I do like UNLV, even though the betters have taken San Jose State so far this week in that one. All right, my arch nemesis is up next. Texas Tech <laughs> Raider hitters uh, got to win number six last week. They got there uh, as they finally uh, find a way. They get bowl eligible. It's been a weird year in Lubbock. Uh, quarterback injuries throughout the year. A, a year that started with a loss in Laramie. See, full circle on that one. And here we are at 6-5 and five for the Red Raiders as they go to Texas. And the Longhorns have everything to play for. They're 10-1. and one. They're 7 in the country. They went out. They're going to have as good of an argument as anyone to make the college football playoff as one of those back-end seeds. It's 14, Alex. It's been bet up through the week. 52 and a half the total here on this one. Uh, it did open 14, down to 13. Now back to 14 here at the South Point. I did nothing here. I think this number's right. If Tech was 5 and 6, maybe I would take a consider at just taking some points here. But with them 6 and 5, really the only thing for Texas Tech here, this is the last time they'll see Texas because Texas, of course, is leaving the Big 12 for the SEC next year. But I don't have anything on this one, Alex. I, I can't get there on either side. Unfortunately for our viewers, I have nothing on this one either. As you mentioned, I think the number is just right. I can understand and rationalize laying the points with Texas under the two touchdowns and then taking the 14. I did make Texas a bigger favorite than the 14. So my numbers say to lay it here, but such a big game. I do like that the Longhorns have revenge from last year because Texas Tech pulled off an overtime win against them so i like that factored in as well uh quinn ewers he's been back for a couple games now and he's just getting better and better each week so they're healthy again and then really i think tech is gonna have a hard time running the ball against this texas defense and we know that is their strength they've relied on tage brooks all year long so i think they're gonna struggle here you made a great point too they got their sixth win so this could this could get out of hand as well. Well, for Texas again, style points I think do matter. Right now they matter. They have Oklahoma. They are they have the loss against Oklahoma, where if they just find a way, don't give up an eighty-five yard drive with basically no time on the clock to Oklahoma. 
they're thirteen and zero. They are. There's no chance they're getting denied, especially yeah. with that win over Alabama earlier in the year. It's a sweat, regardless of what happens these next two weeks for Texas. They need some stuff around them yep. to happen in order to definitely push them in. I think their easiest path is Florida State loses. Period. And uh, I think Texas in that in position would be perfectly fine. They would get in in that one. All right, let's hit these last two college football games for today, and then we'll bring our guy Vinny Maliol in to end the show here for us. Penn State and Michigan State. Alex, 22 behind us. It's 22 and a half elsewhere. Low on the total behind us as well, 42 and a half. I did nothing here. Penn State has not really looked any good uh, over the last month. Uh, and for Michigan State, this is just the end of a, what has been a miserable season for the Spartans in every facet. It really has. I went under 43 here because their offense has has been bad all year long. And on the flip side, Penn State has one of the best defenses in the country. So I think they show up here. We still are don't know about their quarterback, Penn State. Um, he's questionable. So we'll see what we get from them. But I went under 43 in this game. Aller got hurt last week. Uh, right now, as you said, uh, questionable for the game today. Uh, I think we do see Aller when this is all said and done. Uh, but we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes for Penn State. This game in, in Detroit at Ford Field tonight, 7.30 Eastern time. All right, the last one, the Civil War. Last time these teams are going to play for a while, Oregon State at Oregon in Eugene. 62 to total, Alex. And the Ducks laying two touchdowns. Our guy Jerry uh, with a well-deserved week off. I know he would be blindly laying it with Oregon. Uh, got as low as 13, up back to 14. I did nothing here. There is a strong argument to take the two touchdowns with the Beavers in this one, but Oregon is just so locked in right now. It, exactly, Jeff. And that's what makes this weekend so tough, right? If you've been following college football all year long, then your numbers are probably going to lead you to the favorites here. Oregon is looking like one of the best teams in the country. It's hard to even consider taking points against them, but you got to give Oregon State some credit. I mean, they've been fighting the whole end of this season. They lost a very close one to Washington. They came back there in the fourth quarter, made that one a little scary. So I could consider taking the points just with the motivation factor and the rivalry here, but I did make Oregon a bigger favorite than that 14. So stay away from me again. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it's, it's one of these for Oregon. They need to win out. They win out. They will have as good of an argument as anyone to be in a college football playoff, they would have avenged that three-point loss in Seattle a little over a month yeah. ago against the the Huskies with winning this weekend and winning here in Vegas against Washington. But right now, I, I don't think anyone's playing better than Oregon. Right now, they're playing the best of anyone in the country. Now it would just be a matter of getting into the college football playoff and seeing them against Michigan or Ohio State or whoever they happen to draw in that first playoff round. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, Vinny Maliulo joins us. Well, plenty to talk about college football today, the NFL, and also how about full cards of hockey and basketball as well, college and NBA alike. Vinny Maliulo joins us next. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A 
relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. Our gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Megabucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world, Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part, Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to blackjack and roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, Pie Gow Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. Twenty minutes before kick in a lot of these college football games here on a Black Friday. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. By the way, shout out as always to uh, where uh, we're on here. Uh, of course, uh, Dom's Pizzeria, Trafford, Pennsylvania, as always. That's right. Uh, Oasis here in town, Steiner's as well here in Vegas. Uh, I know our friend Vinny Maliula has frequented those places from time to time. Right. You know, and here's the thing about the places I fr here, it This is a requirement. Like the restaurants and bars, like the owner has to be in action. Because you know there's only, they're going to have good coverage on the TV center. Oh, of course. Okay, so that, that, that's a big factor. Absolutely. There's, there's no arguing that. Good food, good drink, good friends, and uh, good coverage. Content management's important. Oh, absolutely. Important. So, Vinny, first off, how was your Thanksgiving? Good. It was very good. How about you? Did you folks have a nice, uh, nice holiday? No complaints good? for me? You no, know, nope, me either. Great. Worked, uh, you know, a little bit. And... Uh, you know, you kind of always on, uh, given the uh, the fact that there were three games yesterday, and then of course uh, the egg ball last night. So there's, and and it kind of builds. You know, I mean, we a lot of folks got the uh, the early game in uh, probably the night before. Again, it helps us being 24 hours here at South Point. Um, but as the day goes on, and uh, family gets tired of each other, <laughs> <laughs> they come here. So and then it, and then it, and then it kind of snowballed, you know. So it was a uh, first game, no no question. Uh, you saw Chris Andrews' uh, tweet probably yesterday about the uh, about the teasers getting knocked out in oh. in the first game. I was uh, going to ask about that. Yeah, Lions. yeah. Uh, however, the afternoon and evening was uh, Black Friday. Black Friday deals came early for the betters, <laughs> and we have to wait till today. So. But that's uh, that's part of the day, you know. As long as we got uh, uh, one of the dogs, transfer some funds, go back and forth, and uh, as you can tell, uh, you know it's pretty busy this morning as well. And as today goes on, 
it'll be uh, uh, busier and busier every hour. How many people have uh, first touched down Iowa today, Vinny? Oh, it's, you know, <laughs> you know, I was looking at the, uh, what is that? Well, I know this, uh, 60, I know 60. 60. Okay. Not, not too many people have, uh, Iowa to be the highest scoring team, uh, of the day, 200 to one. So if, uh, <laughs> if, if you're so inclined, uh, <laughs> yeah, Iowa, Iowa 60 folks. to one to, uh, to score the, uh, the, the first touchdown today. Uh, the favorite is actually, uh, uh, Memphis. At seven to two, followed by Oklahoma at five to one. And again, that's the time of game, not time of day for the first for the first touchdown. <laughs> it still comes up every now and then. Well, looking at looking at this all the way through uh, uh, on that. All right, let's uh, let's uh, let, let's go through these, Vinny. Uh, mm -hmm. The NFL game, of course, a, a Black Friday first. Yeah. For the NFL, uh, trying to take over every day of the week, as we know. Uh, nine and a half, 40 and a half. You know, we talked about this on Football Wednesday this week. I think yeah. all we really needed to know about the difference between Zach Boyle, Zach Wilson, and Tim Boyle, there might as well be one person at this point. Uh, yeah. but, but the betters with Wilson going to the bench and Boyle going into the lineup actually bent Miami up. I think that's all you need to know here in this spot. You know, it's... Uh... It's painful, I know. Oh, for it you, sure is, Jeffrey. I just, I know, <laughs> a Jet fan. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I did. I don't know how it came up last night, but there was some. Uh, there was some old footage of Jets Raiders games from uh, the late '60s and early '70s with Broadway Joe Namath and Daryl LaMonica, and uh, this is not that. Jet, this is not that Jet team. Um, but this game here, uh, we did get as high as ten, uh, and that was so. When, when you when you look at this, it's interesting because you you bring up a, a, an important point about how, you know, how it's impacted uh, the the betting with the change of quarterbacks. Open eight, and then before it was even announced, it was headed up, and then it just it got as high as ten, and now sitting at uh, nine and a half, forty and a half on the total. No real surprise that the total I think has come down because of the Jets. Just the the poor offense. Listen, uh, he's had a week to get ready for it. He had a, a you know a, a, some game time last week, Alex. But I'm not so sure this is a, this is a spot for Boyle to uh, to make a difference. Well, and I want to ask both of you what happened with Trevor Simeon there. And great question, Alex. It's a great question. It's 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 what I've been trying to figure out because when this was announced on Monday, my first reaction is how bad is Trevor Simeon at this point that he's oh. behind. Behind both Zach Wilson, who we know can't play, and Tim Boyle, who we also know can't play, and the, I, I, I'm sure you saw this during the week. It was Hackett's great remark: "Is oh, Tim Boyle knows the system. All right, well, when the when the when, yeah. the, when the offensive system is the equivalent yeah. to clogged toilets, I mean, who cares? I um, mean, let's be honest with ourselves. You know, um, uh, it, it's <laughs> it it just it boggles your your mind. You're, you're sitting there and you're going. What what is exact is going on? Right, because Simeon was going to be the two. He right? is the two. Today. I mean, he is the two, he but the two. but he's still he's not he's not the starter. Um, you know, Boyle he knows the system. Okay, well, um, you know what? They knew the system in 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 Denver last year too. How'd that work out? I mean, it's just not. Uh, but but something had to be done. It had to be a change, yes. right? There has to. It's it's just like 
listen in, in baseball, you know, you just sometimes you got to make a pitching change, or you got to rest. Uh, you know, you got to you have a, a starter skip a, a, a start. Of course, even if it's if it's an ace, they've not had an ace all year, unfortunately. And uh, I mean, I just think that points are at a premium for the Jets. Maybe this is something that that can jumpstart them. Uh, but uh, again, uh, I think it's as much the play calling. I think it's as you know, you really, you know, coaches have a system, and that's great. But if you don't have the tools slash the players <laughs> to fulfill the system, then as a coach, you've got to adjust right. to what the skill set is or is not. And um, I think that's what's certainly been uh, been uh, difficult. Look, it's it, it is we we know when Nathaniel Hackett is. We know he's not a yeah. good football coach. Mm-hmm. We know when you take away Aaron Rodgers from Nathaniel Hackett's coaching career, the numbers other than that one random year where Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars were one bad mm-hmm. officiating call away from being in the Super Bowl, as ridiculous as that is in retrospect, but they were. Yeah. Miles Jack's fumble recovery doesn't get blown dead. Jacksonville's in yeah. the Super Bowl that sure. year. It's and good. it would have been Vinny, I know we all would have remembered the Nick Foles Blake Bortles Super Bowl if that if that was the <laughs> no case. question. That would have been the, the greatest. Well, it would have been something, at least for a prop or two. It would have been the greatest. Well, hey, look, who knows? Maybe we never get the Philly special if it was Jacksonville instead of the Eagles. But regardless, it, it guy's not, not a good football coach. And we've seen that as soon as Rodgers went down. We have seen, all right, it's on you to be a little creative. He's unable. He's just not capable of doing it. And for the Jets, a, a, a wasting a defense that is as good as any in football. Yeah. And with a loss today, will be four and seven and essentially put themselves Done. in the football equivalent of Dormy at that point. Where they would have to win their last six. And I can tell you right now, that would not happen. No, because you know, when, when they'd have to win their last six and they'd have to get help. Uh, you know, in, in a lot would, of. Uh, 10 and seven would probably be good uh, enough. Uh, in the I'm not so sure if, if, yeah. if again, you, you still need help to help that 10 and seven, right? I mean, let's face it, because there's other teams that are. Far better positioned, and are you know they they don't have to win six in a row. So right, I, I before we get to one college game that has yeah. been moving all over the joint today, and it moved again while since you sat down. Uh, but just you talk about tie-ins, Vinny, with with going from yesterday. Which by yeah. the way, if you had any, basically, so when I walked in this morning, we were talking about the parlay that Alex Ryan and and Frank Nicotero put together, and. Frank was the one who blew it last night. He had the Seahawks. Is that where night. Frank is? I did see an ambulance out front. <laughs> but these guys won on the Packer-Lion game. And I I asked, how did you win on the Packer-Lion game? Was it the total? Or yeah, you exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but but regardless, it was just one of those where you got a, basically the perfect result to begin the day yesterday for you guys buying the counter, which was forget Detroit, the Detroit losing outright. Like Chris's tweet said, you basically yeah. killed every single teaser that was mm-hmm. in action at that point. All the money line parlays for yesterday were done. Correct. But with with the Lions losing, how has that impacted the tie-ins to just today and then the rest of the weekend? Well, the what NFL? what the thing about it is it it just got scratched in, in the minds of the betters, and, and in, in essence, the first game was the Cowboys. Okay. <laughs> I mean that's that's exactly how, how the betters treated it, and there's times when the betting public. Uh, really will surpass uh, professionals, right? When right. it comes to those types of, uh, of of tie-ins and things like that. So, okay, 
Uh, we didn't do well with the with the Lions game. Forget. Okay, scratch it. Let's go to the Cowboys and and the 49ers. Two solid teams. I mean, let's face it. And you know, and I think you. Know, I heard some betters talking yesterday, and here's what I said. You know what? Uh, uh, the Cowboys and and the Niners are not going to let that what happened to the uh, the Lions uh, happen to them. <laughs> well, no, they were right. <laughs> so. Vinny, did I did were were you uh, listening earlier when I told you that when I told Alex the stat on the Commanders yesterday, the Commanders made some NFL made some uh, past twenty year history in the league yesterday. Teams were fifty seven and zero in the last twenty five regular season seasons, when rushing for over a hundred yards, throwing for over two hundred and fifty, having more than thirty five minutes of time of possession, less than twenty five penalty yards, and one turnover or less. That's the first time a team has lost with that stat line in 25 years, and they lost by 35. And let me ask you something. Did you, did you sleep at all last night, or where the hell did you dig that up? <laughs> no, I, 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 I saw that was from, from Optistats. That's Twitter. great. That's pretty good, isn't it? Well, and then it cost a couple of coaches yeah, Jack their, their jobs. This right? morning, yes, uh, uh, defensive coordinator. Well, um, Vinny, uh, going to college real quick. We'll get to the ridiculously low total in a second. But – TCU in Oklahoma has been bouncing around like crazy. Yeah, this I'm looking morning. at this. Uh, we just went to ten and a half. Yeah, there's even uh, an eleven now in the market, but that's for, for one of those books that's everywhere, not just in in Nevada. Uh, up to ten and a half. Obviously, Dylan Gabriel. That just points to Dylan Gabriel is going to play in this game more so than anything. In all likelihood, yeah, starting uh, to come but, up. But I mean, my screen right now looks like a Christmas tree with all the red and, and the green on it right now. Well, uh, one of your favorites, I'm sure, is the uh, uh, the Iowa-Nebraska total, which is uh, hey, people. Uh, hey, hey, that's up to 26 in some they, spots. There you right go, now. buddy. So the uh, uh, we did find the threshold. Remember, we opened. We <laughs> you, you gotta love it, right? <laughs> I mean, again, we were we, you were you were with Chris and I last week, and we were talking about this total. What would we open it? I I just couldn't bring myself to 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 be as low as 26. 27. We opened at 26, and they they the money came in on the under. I mean, think about that. So, um, two two good defenses, two really, really inept offenses. Alex, I'm not. Do you have a play on this? Did you touch this total? I didn't touch this game at all. <laughs> I mean, look, Nebraska trying to become bowl eligible, yeah. right? Um, they have. I think they've lost more. One score games, so that's about then uh, than anybody. This so year, Nebraska, right? we went through it at the beginning of the show when we were going through this game, Vinny. Nebraska was five and three, needing one win for bowl yeah. eligibility. Since then, about a month ago, yeah, and October twenty eighth, they beat they yeah. somehow they scored thirty one against Purdue in that game, mm -hmm. winning by seventeen. Twenty to seventeen, lost to Michigan State. Thirteen ten, lost to Maryland. Twenty four seventeen in overtime last week against Wisconsin in Madison. So they have been snake bitten the last month. Mm -hmm. Now they get Iowa, who can't score, and of course I laid the I took a money line price with Iowa today. So that's exactly what I did. You did well. Yeah. Now they, they have. A, I took a quarter. Well, you you yeah. got the best price because yeah. the game is bet up from a one and a half up to two and a half. So, um, you know, and and then Brock Purdy's kid brother is uh, under center yes, for the uh, for the Huskers. Um, so that so, is uh, that is uh, Ch Chuba Purdy. I, I think. Uh, Look, I I think you you know you're, you're obviously you're going to see a, a real spirited effort out of uh, out of uh, Nebraska here. Um, you know the the coach is I he, I think the folks like him. I think he's done a, a, a as good a job as he as he could. He had a lot of injuries even before the season started, uh, particularly at the wide receiver position. Uh, very unsettled at quarterback. 
So rules come in. He's got the buy-in, uh, I think, of the players and, and the fan base. And if they get to a bowl game, then it's a it's a springboard. Right now, you, you're starting to really see uh, teams, in essence, preparing for next season, oh, yeah. right? Into you know with uh, with recruiting, uh, you know. Uh, I'm sure there's you know, going to be a lot of transfers uh, out there as well, like we've seen in the last few years. And then uh, getting uh, getting a bowl eligible is uh, certainly uh, money in the coffers as well. I want to go to the Civil War because this, yeah. it, it, by all standards, this is the biggest game of the day. And it's a two-touchdown spread with the Ducks, of course, laying it at home against the Beavers. You know, Vinny, we, we talk about tie-ins. This is the night game tonight. This is the late one. This yeah. is the one where everything will go through this game here for this Friday. 5.30 Pacific. And I, I'll just ask you this. It, there are some 13 and a halfs in the market, but I expect most of those to be gone by the time this game kicks. Do you see this game going through 14 at all? I, I And if it does, I would imagine it's a blink of an eye coming back. That yeah, way. I think professionals would grab it. And, I, and uh, I'll tell you, it. I wouldn't say that it – it, it won't. I mean, the possibility of it is, uh, is is very real that it goes through fourteen for the simple reason of what you said. It's it's a a, a five thirty Pacific start, and it's going to have all day. But yesterday going to it as well. So the tie in element is certainly going to contribute to what happens with the number. Um, frankly, I'm a little surprised that the uh, uh, the Dolphins Jets game was not a later game. You know, uh, Alex. I think you know when you look at the NFL, they uh, they they usually grab that uh, that prime time spot. I mean, here you have the first Black Friday game, and 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 it's a new. No, I'm not complaining about it. It's great. It's here, uh, right in the middle of everything. I think the uh, the Civil War is going to be bet like an NFL game. I mean, we talked about it the other day. Remember with Chris on uh, on Wednesday. You know, the, there's a game. So when you look at the Oregon State Oregon game, it's you know could, could probably have a, a more handle than uh, a couple of these uh, NFL games uh, uh, that you look at the the Panthers Titans. I mean, uh, again, there'll be tie-ins and there's uh, m- money going to that, but there's certainly some games. I mean, Michigan and uh, Ohio State is going to be every bit that uh, the handle on that game will be every bit of an NFL. Uh, an NFL game. So, but uh, to your point, Jeff, I, I think it could go through 14. Uh, I think a lot of it will depend on how the tie-ins are going to it or uh, to kickoff. Because today is just a loaded day across the board. Yeah, There's a lot of college basketball. The NBA yeah. almost has a full card. And NHL, NHL as well. almost has a yeah. full card. <clears throat> this is as good of a betting day across the board as there is the entire year. Great point. I mean, that's what. what this is another example why, even though there was no NBA yesterday and no NHL yesterday, you you looked at the schedule Wednesday, just a loaded card in both of those. Right, and college basketball doesn't matter. Right, the day before the Thanksgiving. Uh, t- right through the weekend and, and, and some great tournament action and, and matchups in those tournaments. That's why this is the premier sports betting weekend of, of the fall as we head into the winter. Um, you know, we've got, my, my goodness, over 300,000 uh, people in town. Uh, you know, it's, a very, it's always been a very busy time. And uh, I, that, that's certainly going to contribute to the handle as well, Alex. Great weekend. Looking yeah. forward to yeah. 
Today, a lot of choices. In the next two days, yeah. And really you can is. zero in as betters. You know, you again, you can zero in on on some. You know, whether it's a sport or some game, and keeping track. Honestly, keeping track of these NBA. You know, who's injured? Who had too much turkey? Uh, <laughs> oh my lord! Who had I too much turkey? I, I mean, did, I, is that a, is that a reason to be sitting out? Is that I don't a load know. management? I don't know thing? part of load management. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I just but that that. You know, but I, I will, not in hockey. They'll all be that's playing. right, Alex. Not I, in hockey. I will <laughs> say a rare NBA bet for me this morning. I did take the Magic. I did take Orlando in that early game. What prompted Boston. you to make that play? Uh, I'm just great curious. question. <laughs> great question. I needed action. <laughs> no, you know what it was? It popped the six before I walked okay. in there. Okay, all right. Uh, at, at, at some shops, it's back to five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I took six with yeah. Orlando. Who? By the way, Vinny, uh, I was talking to Alex before the show. There's always something about being a year too early with your bets where uh, Orlando Orlando this year is probably going to win that. It has a real shot to win their division yeah. in that Southeast division. Them and Miami are both off to really good starts mm-hmm. after the Heat looked pretty bad for that first week. Yeah, uh, But there were bloated prices out there across the board on Orlando. And, hey, look, that's an in-season tournament game today as well. Mm-hmm. Orlando wins. They have a shot to win that group. Boston wins. Boston clinches that group. Yeah. And they'll move through. They're obviously, uh, Celtics fair. Look, the thing about it, too, is um, you, you want to start looking at, at, at positioning, too, particularly in hockey right now. Not yeah. so much the NBA, but right there's the, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the school of thought that team that's in a, in a playoff position in the NHL at this particular time of year at the Thanksgiving weekend. It's got about a 75% chance of making the playoffs, and that's uh, certainly something that you want to look at. I think the most recent exception to that, uh, which was a, a tremendous exception, was a, uh, was the Blues. What was it about five years ago when they wound up winning right. the Cup? They had the worst record in, uh, in the league in January and uh, came here to Vegas and started turning things around. But for the most part, I think that comes into play as well with uh, maybe some, uh, some future prices that uh, folks may want to take a look at. How is the in-season tournament in NBA? You know what, Alex? It's 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 not like people are betting it because it's the in-season okay. tournament. They're betting the NBA, you know, just because uh, NBA and college have upticked have ticked up a, a, a bit, especially when there's not, uh, you know, we've had fifty we had fifty straight days until the other day of, of football. Right. But on the days that there's no football, that's when you see uh, the the because the public will really uh, get involved with the. Uh, and NBA. I would imagine with this, they're still in the group stage. So these, yeah, even though they're in season tournament games, a lot of a lot a lot of people in general won't even notice that they're in season right. tournament. Right, because they've applied it. It right. just goes to the standings yeah, it too, just goes, right? It, yeah, it's the regular right. season games yeah. until two weeks from yesterday, where well, they come here, right? And the semifinals will be played on that first Thursday of December, and then the finals. Two days after that, you fast forwarded uh, uh, the, the second part of my answer. That handle will be the, nuts. again. It's here. Remember, always higher handle when events are here in Las Vegas. Understandably, so people are are going. They want to have you know. So they've got their they've got their they've got two tickets on their phone at least. Right here, let me get in, and then here's the rest of my tickets on my app. <laughs> I have one gripe with the with the NBA in season tournament here, real quick. They're not doing the NCAA tournament style one ticket and in for Thursday, Vinny. No. It's a split. It's a split. Yeah. One yeah. of the games is at two. The Eastern Conference game's at two o'clock on that Tuesday, on that Thursday here in Vegas. I remember going to Madison Square Garden. Again, okay, here we go. Before you say it, before before <laughs> your time, both of you. 
And there were double headers, not only for college, but in 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 the NBA, the NBA double headers. One ticket got yeah. in. That was it. The uh, that that again. Uh, it'll be two o'clock on that Thursday, and I think it's six six at night for the uh, for the second one, that yeah. West game. Yeah. Which all I'm going to tell you is the Lakers already advanced to the quarterfinals. All I will tell you is if the Lakers get to the West final, the semifinal of that tournament, Big I can tell you that ticket's going to be as hard of a ticket oh. as there will be to get And this has always been year. a Laker town. Yeah. I mean, I have to t- even though the, the, the Utah Jazz. They played some home games here, they? Didn't played they? in the early 80s. They played about 12 to 15, I want to say, not quite 20 home games here uh, at Thomas and Mac. In fact, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar broke, broke the record, the record right? here. Yeah. yeah, I was at that game. There we go. That's right. There we go. Vinny, pleasure as always. We'll see you again tomorrow morning. He'll be here. Yeah. Tomorrow morning, full college football slate. We'll get all the previews. Mm-hmm. Michigan, uh, that Michigan-Ohio State game may be a little bit big tomorrow that we'll get to. Uh, and we'll have a little bit of a clearer picture on some stuff playoff-wise. Alex, good work as always from you. We'll see you again tomorrow morning. Shout-out crew getting up early with us and Ryan Sean. Great work as always. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you again tomorrow. Same time, 8 a.m. Pacific. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. Good luck on all your plays today.